You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday the 13th of September 2019, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hempke, and joining us as usual on a Friday is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, happy Friday the 13th. Yeah, Craig, I didn't actually realize it was Friday the 13th. That's probably going to be a very lucky day for us, I'm guessing. Let's hope it is. Hey, it's always a lucky day. It's brought money. You like that segue, Eric? Uh, It's always a lucky day. It's brought money, especially if you're a stacker. We always have great deals. It's broughtmoney.com. We mentioned last week the uh, Royal Canadian Mint Silver Grizzly Coins. I thought I would point those out again. Uh, as everyone knows, my friend Eric Sprott is silver and also kind of grizzly with the way the markets have been performing lately. Uh, great time to add when prices are a little bit lower than they were a couple of weeks ago. Go to SprottMoney.com or, of course, call us at 888-861-0775. Eric, we're talking about being grizzly, but as you and I record this on Friday morning, silver's actually up this week. Is kind of painful and as volatile as it's been. Gold's almost unchanged and silver's up. 10 or 12 cents. How are you feeling at this point? I'm feeling grizzly. And uh, I should tell you, I bought 100 grizzlies, knowing that it's my, my favorite coin of the month. And I can tell you that I love nothing better than giving away silver coins. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift. And what better than giving a coin with a picture of me on it away to someone? You know, I kind of like that. So, anyway, yeah, it's been an uh, interesting week. Um, as we discussed last week, and maybe we'll get the confirmation of that this afternoon when we get the commitment of trade's report. Uh, I thought all exercise of walking gold and silver down was to shake out the tree and run the stops because there was no other way that they could stop the train and, and buy back contracts. But broke it down, they would be able to set off all these stop-loss orders and be able to buy back, uh, buy back contracts. So when we get the commitment of trade report tonight, uh, we will see how successful they were, but I, that's what the whole thing was. And I hope, hopefully, we're going to find a, a base here and start to move back up because I think the physical demand uh, is going to win the day here. We're heading into a volatile week next week, that's for sure, with the FOMC meeting coming up next Wednesday, where. We saw what the ECB did yesterday with cutting rates and restarting some QE. With uh, the U.S. economy where it is, what do you expect out of the Fed next week, Eric? Well, I expect continuing decline in interest rates. As you know, uh, your president suggested that rates should go to zero, if not less, quickly, i.e. negative interest rates. That should get focused quickly on how do you um, preserve yourself in that kind of environment. So, no, I expect that the rates will go lower and uh, that environment for gold and silver will be wonderful. I was uh, uh, sort of coming up with a thesis for why we might be going to a recession because we see signs of weakness. And it particularly struck me that, you know, new, new uh, home sales are going up. And I'm like, well, that's funny because we got lower interest rates, but home sales are going, what am I missing here? And now, the th- first thing I went to was something, something I've talked about many times before, that maybe the inflation rate is a lot higher than what is being fed to us. And, you know, I've used something called the Chapwood Index, which suggests that inflation is like somewhere between 8 and 10% every year 
for the things that we have to buy. And, um, you know, you give it, give it the passage time you pretend that, you know, inflation's it's growing at 10 and the guy's wages are going up at 2 and or the guy's indexing his pension goes up by 2 but his costs go up by 10 you know what you get ground to a pulp in time and then interestingly there was another uh, report that was sent to me by my good friend Scott, who lives in uh, the Long Island area fellow bear by the way and it had to to do with bankruptcies, medical bankruptcies, and that there's half a million medical bankruptcies a year, which I found stunning, because you know what? That's five million in 10 years, okay? And that that's a lot of bankruptcies. And I was reading that uh, 10 million people a year, 10 million, get medical bills that they can't pay. Now, you know, you give that 10 years, you get 100 million people. That's not, a, that's, that's a third of the, of the population. And these sorts of things would cause people to not be able to afford things. Plus, as people are passing away, of course, their greatest expenses are right in the end of their life. And I suspect that the, the hospital's ending up with most of the dough, most of the savings that they had, and therefore not being passed on to their offspring. Anyway, I just think, and, and we read that, uh, you know, something like 78% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. No wonder they can't afford a house. When you when you can't even think about buying food, how are you going to buy a home or a car? That's exactly right. That's all part of that economic funk I've heard you talk about in the past. That's what I think's happening. We're we're in a funk here, and it's 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 you know when I saw the the car sales in India, what's going? How could India have car sales going down thirty five percent in a month? And well, maybe they're experiencing the same thing people here do. The costs are just going up. And all of a sudden, the rubber meets the road, and you, you, you can't make it. So anyway, that's uh, – and, of course, the result of all of this, which I should go to the conclusion, the conclusion is that the powers that be probably are very, very aware of this. How could you not be aware of it? And therefore, we have this policy, well, man, we just got to keep cutting interest rates, which we've been doing now for – how long is it? 30 years. Uh, and printing money and hope that – you know, we can stand the tight here. So get ready for this going forward, which is all going to be very conducive to to um, people needing to diversify assets because of the paradigm shift. And we'll continue to have to look at buying gold and silver. No doubt about that. Speaking of assets that folks need to buy, it's probably time we should talk about a, a few of the miners uh, that have been sent in this week. Again, we get a list every week of people uh, looking for Eric's opinion. If we don't mention uh, any company that you send to us, it's because Eric didn't have an opinion. So we go through them all and uh, then try to pair the list back to save some time. I've got a handful of them for you this week, uh, Eric, for your commentary. The first one is something called Moneta. Do you know something about Moneta? Moneta. Some people are Moneta, Moneta. Tomato, tomato. Um, but before I do, I want uh, I want to say two other things first. I haven't uh, talked on this podcast, but Sprout Money has uh, been restricting allocation of silver coins by, by our primary supplier due to an influx of interest in silver. Everyone bear that in mind, okay? And, of course, I've been of the view that how can these guys keep supplying silver like this? Between the, the silver that's going into the ETS, between the silver that's going into India, there's no way, Jose, this cannot be happening. There's going to be a restriction. Okay? I've already said before, including last week, that I suspect there'll be first measure for COMEX, okay, which I believe it will be. 
and it's just because of the data for solar. The other thing is uh, my uh, daughter Larissa wrote an interesting article that's available on Sprout Monday about you know how the trust in the system breaking down, trust of governments, trust of banking, not the trust of the medical care system where you pay uh, so much more and you get nothing for it. You don't get anything more health-wise. In fact, your health gets worse. Uh, okay, and having said that, and by the way, there's a lot of companies at Beaver Creek, the smaller companies, and uh, some of their uh, presentations are available, so anybody who has interest in some of these companies, you can go to their website and see if they put up their presentation, Beaver Creek. Uh, yeah, okay, so Soapon, uh, this small company drilling in, uh, in Newfoundland, uh, has had some interesting results, trying to tie them together. They announced, I think it was yesterday, that they had some uh, drilling completed at another property, Parksbrook, I think it's called, uh, and sent the asset, Russia assets off, but we don't have any results. I don't really have anything uh, uh, constructive uh, or factual that I can add to the uh, to discussion. It, it, uh, things possible, you know, they've had pretty good results so far. If they keep, can keep it up, it could be very exciting. Was that Moneta or Sokomon? Oh, sorry, it's Sokom. My apologies. No, that's okay. You, how you, yeah, because I knew we were going to talk about Sokomon. My apologies to the listeners. I was talking about Sokomon. Okay, Mentor and uh, that's in Ontario, up in the uh, Tins Kirkland area. Uh, they used to describe themselves as having a five million ounce ore body with a grade of you know, around a gram, a ton, something like that. So it'd be a, a open mine. The, the new management has decided we well, let's focus on. Uh, where the higher grade is, and I think I think the number is something like 1.3 million ounces of something like four grams of gold, four plus grams, uh, which they think they can uh, they can mine uh, and uh, generate a much higher turn. I recently participated in uh, a financing that we did, so obviously uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the gold price and the new look and the deposit as bringing them back into uh, into favor again. One of the companies we talk about quite a bit is Wallbridge. They had some drill results yeah. this week. Can you comment on those? They did. And I will say, they put it this way, when I was speaking to the management, I said, I found the grade underwhelming. <laughs> as it was. I mean, their big hole, 234 meters of point for two grams, okay? Now, that was the underwhelming part of it. Uh, but I will say this, that ore body keeps getting bigger. They went eight meters northwest, they went 300 meters to the southeast, they went deeper. Uh, the width of the ore body, which is the most stunning part of this thing, to have a width of an ore body that could be, you know, two, three, four hundred meters wide is absolutely stunningly large. Uh, so the odds, so what we, and they have all sorts of visible gold there. I mean, if we could get one long hole here of, uh, you know, well, hopefully more than one gram, but at least one gram, then you kind of know you're zeroing in on um, a big, big open pit. And the two previous hole, long holes I had, one was uh, uh, around two grams, and another one was one gram. So the, the point four was a little disappointing, uh, but when you balance it off with the other ones and the ones that are coming under, they're very upbeat on what they're going to have there. So, and the stocks commanded some attention here just recently, the last couple of days. They were in Beaver Creek. In fact, they're presenting this morning. Um, so it'll, and I think there's uh, 
people taking a big interest in this because they realize it could be it could be very very large, and of course, if it is, and um, it will be an excellent investment. Uh, and someone was asking about an update on Garibaldi. We haven't spoken about that Garibaldi. one for a while. Yeah, well, they finally came out with some drilling results for the program this year. There was a stunning, stunning hole. Uh, it had uh, something like seven percent nickel and close to four percent copper and uh, platinum, palladium, gold, silver, ruthenium, osmium, iridium, and rhodium. That's a <laughs> and lot. It's funny those last four that most people wouldn't know what the hell they were. Those are very rare earth minerals, but they're also in the deposit, okay? And uh, I've seen some studies of what the uh, gold equivalent was of the uh, the roughly uh, 30 meters of uh, intersection they had, and, and it works out to over an ounce ton of gold. Uh, you don't often get uh, things that are worth more than $1,500 a ton, and it's worth $1,500 a ton is um, very uh, it looks like it's getting deeper and the one thing i would say this stuff doesn't come from nowhere you know the fact that you're hitting gold and copper in a in a magnetic um encounter this comes from somewhere <laughs> there's there's going to be continuity i'm sure they're going to find the feeder and this is going to become a very large ore body and potentially a very very valuable ore body more important than how large it is. So it looks like the stock was almost up 10% yesterday on the release of the the drill hole. Hopefully it carries on. And uh, lastly, you'd mentioned last week that perhaps Kirkland Lake was going to get included uh, on the index in Toronto, and that in fact happened. Any other good news there? (laughs) Well, it did. And of course, the stock's been weak lately. And uh, I was actually discussing with my partners, do you think that those... Pros in the market could drive this stock down so they can all buy it. So the day it goes into the index, which is Friday the 23rd, the 23rd, Friday? Uh, uh, maybe, well, a week from no, today would be the 27th. Got it. Yeah, no, I think it's the 27th and three. I think I got the wrong day. Anyway, uh, that normally what happens is as it goes towards it, when it gets included in the index, the stock goes back up. I said, you don't suppose they could knock that down, pull their hats with it, drive it back up for the inclusion date, and then reap a big profit, do you? And he thought, you know, yeah, I think they could do that. <laughs> so maybe maybe the decline is because they're in position for the inclusion in the TSX 60, but there is no other news in Kirkland Lake, okay? I mean, they declared another four-cent dividend, but there's been nothing else out of the company, so I don't know why it's been particularly weak. I mean, yes, we know the gold price has gotten down here, but uh, that looks like it might be bottoming out, so... Hopefully, uh, with the TSX 60, uh, when it happens, it'll be a much more robust price. Fair enough. Anything else on your mind this week before we wrap up, Eric? Really, it's just, I think uh, you know everything from a, a, a precious metal perspective looks interesting here. Uh, I hope that if we get these moving back up again, that the people will continue to pour money into gold and silver. And I, I, every Day I look at the trading value in, in the SLV, the Silver Trust versus the GLD, the Gold Trust. It's four to one. You know, there's four dollars going into gold for every dollar going into silver. But for some reason, they trade eighty-three to one. I think that's going to be the biggest story. This is we're going to go to a much much lower ratio 
of uh, silver to gold than any three to one. It's been ridiculous how how uh, it's been suppressed here, and I think we're going to see some big, big things happen in uh, the rest of this year and next year in silver. And so no time like the present to add some physical gold and physical silver to your portfolio. Of course, you can buy some at SprottMoney.com, but you can actually store your metal with us as well at multiple locations around the world for your safety. Again, SprottMoney.com is the website, or you can just call us at 888-861-0775. It should be another interesting week, Eric. I look forward to talking to you next Friday. Good. I look forward to that. God bless. Have a good weekend. And from all of us, it's Brought Money News and SprottMoney.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.